to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. My name is Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor for 21 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, we are out of our Iconic Talk studios mm-hmm. and on, on location on location at Reenvision Physical Therapy um, for our guest interview with Kyle Feldman, which we'll get to in a little bit, but excited to get out. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we have portable equipment that allows us to, <laughs> yep. to go on location. So um, last week on our episode, we were talking about the upcoming events and there mm-hmm. was the Miss Apple Blossom. Yep. Which you said you were going to go to. And I get a text message from you with a picture the other day and you were there. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't forget. Oh, (laughs) yes. I'll send a couple pictures and we'll post that as well. So you can see the the special events of the Apple Blossom Festival beauty pageant. There is the there's the miss and then there's the junior, I think is what it was. So there's two different winners that you saw. And it was at Daniel Morgan. And it was I'll just admit it. It was our date night for Saturday. Something to do. I was like, Erica, where do you want to go? I was like, we talked about this on Iconic Talk. This is happening. She's like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to go. Oh, that's awesome. So there you go. So I, I did mean miss the annual seed exchange, though. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I had my, my brother just turned 50 um, earlier this month, so we had a nice birthday party for him. So that was really fun. So it's, cool. it's crazy when, you know... He's 50, and I'm only three years behind, which means I, I guess I'm, I'm, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long three years. Yes, yeah, right. Being of 50 ahead of me is a little bit daunting. Well, the winner was, it was fascinating because she's a lawyer. Like, oh, wow. Post, just, pre, just, just outside of graduating. I think she was University of Richmond down there and has a job and is in kind of the government working down there uh, in the lawyer's world. So I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Do they do the questions? They did some questions. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, and, and they don't do like a swimsuit thing. They did like a, a fitness outfit kind of uh, okay. parade around, and you know, dance around in like your best, I don't know, Lululemon gear or whatever it is. Do they do talents too? Um, they did talents. Okay. Yep. Talents was one as well. Um, yeah, it's just just like you would expect from Miss America, and it is a Miss America feeding kind of um, competition that okay. that leads you into being eligible for the state of Virginia's competition, which then is obviously eligible for Miss America. Oh, so, fascinating. Yeah. I have no idea. You learn a lot. Yes, there that's you go. very, very cool. So well, I feel like we learned a lot today, too, with our uh, our uh, interview. Yeah, so Kyle Feldman is, has been a friend of mine for a while, and it starts back in the days of when he was in school, because my wife was in PA school at the same time that he was in PT school, mm-hmm. and there's a few overlapping classes. So they had a few classes together, one of which is anatomy, which is vital for a physical therapist right? and um, vital for any medical provider. But um, I, I have some fun stories that I will not share over the air <laughs> um, in our episode here of um, Kyle Feldman in his um, Shenandoah University days. So just things to kind of ponder of like, what would a, a fun, uh, outgoing football uh, physical therapist student be doing mm-hmm. in, in when he's in school. He, he hasn't, he had a good time. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll just share that with you. But yes, no, I mean, it's being a part of the community is important to him. 
and uh, you'll hear his story here as we were able to unpack what it looks like to be a physical therapist. And I think we're, I think you're gonna learn a lot. So mm -hmm. here's our chat with my friend Kyle Feldman, who's the director of physical therapy at Reinvision Physical Therapy. Well, we are here with Kyle Feldman. How are you, Kyle? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be in your office. We are in a physical therapy training room, I guess we would call that. Yeah, right in the treatment room. On, mm -hmm. on an actual table that is padded <laughs> that you would sit on is probably the torture chamber. It, I'm it sure. is multifunctional. Now. Yes. No, I love it. It's awesome. Well, we're so excited about hearing more about who you are. So just, I'll just give you a nice open-ended question. Tell us where you're from and what brought you to Winchester. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I grew up in Ellicott City, Maryland. Um, I was looking for colleges. I wanted to go somewhere that was smaller, kind of had that homey feel to it. Uh -huh. And um, my area had 12 high schools, so it was much bigger. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to play sports. I looked up in Pennsylvania. I looked down in uh, towards North Carolina. But I came to Winchester. At first, I didn't like it. I didn't like Shenandoah's campus. Right. Um, it was a rainy day. It was gloomy. Uh, I went to JMU. I fell in love with it. But I kept coming back, and I loved the people at, at the campus on university at Shenandoah. And I was like, all right. I'm gonna give it one more shot. Yeah, and then I fell in in love from the minute I was on campus until I graduated, and then stayed for grad school, and then nice. met my wife and, and realized I wanted to stay here. Oh, okay, all right. So tell us the story about the wife then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, with Shenandoah, there was a pretty cool opportunity where I got to do the three plus three program, meaning I did three years of undergrad and then I did three years of my doctorate. Okay, so I got to knock a year off. Wow, and yeah. play football. So it was a dream come true. Nice. Uh, finished the PT program, and at that point, you go on clinical rotations. So I was going to, I went down to um, Norfolk area, did a clinical down there with children, and it was a great experience. Hmm. Uh, I did one here at Pro Physical Therapy um, in Winchester uh, with one of my mentors. His name is Aaron Hartstein. He's okay. a physical therapist yep. here in town, and loved that experience. And then um, while on that experience, I met my girlfriend at the time, and I told her, I said, hey, my last clinical is going to be in Africa. So I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll try it. So I went. How to, long is a clinical? So it was that, that one in Africa was five weeks. So okay. I was in Ghana for five weeks. Wow. Cool. Came back. We were still together. Um, and then. So five weeks didn't break you up. Did not. It that's did a not. good thing. Yeah. Africa that, no, did that's not break a long you up. distance relationship it was. right there. It was, it was a little, <laughs> the eight hour time frame and all that mm -hmm. was a little different. But yeah. It worked so out. what did she study at Shenandoah? So she actually went to Virginia Tech. Oh, um, so sorry. she studied ed no, education yep. and then came back to get her master's at Shenandoah when I was in PT school. Yep. And then she got her doctorate in curriculum development uh, in December of 2022. So she just finished that. You guys are both doctors? We're trying. Mm -hmm. We're trying. Nice. Do you, do you require people to call you doctor? Zero times. <laughs> okay. We, did, we, we don't. You don't pull that card out and be like, yes, please call me doctor. One of my professors said that you should use it at reunions and when you're getting a restaurant. Like trying to get a reservation. Yeah. So I've done right. that a couple of times there. but Or getting out of like a speeding ticket or something like that. <laughs> That's a good idea. Too. <laughs> Haven't tried that one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you mentioned football. So you're a sports guy. Give us a little bit of your sports background. So yeah, in high school, I played baseball, basketball, and football. Um, loved it. Thought yep. baseball is going to be the direction I go. And then when I realized that you're good in high school, but a lot of people are good when they get to college that mm -hmm. I might not start and play. Yeah. So I thought, you know, what sport can I potentially play earlier in my career? Because mm -hmm. I think I would have gotten bored if I sat on the bench for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. football, mm -hmm. you have special teams and you have other ways to get on the field. So I ended up choosing football and it was, mm -hmm. it was a great So experience. what was your position? I was a receiver. Okay. 
Slow receiver, but I was slow <laughs> receiver. Yes. Well, you've got the height. How tall are you? Like six two. Okay, yeah. Six two and a half. Yeah. Nice. Didn't get busted up too much. No, I just called all the balls. If you can catch them and run, you're good. Yep. It's got yeah. time, but it was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I ask about sports because obviously it leads into your career path. So, you know, what about physical therapy drew you into that career? Like what, what attracted you to, to get into that? So I loved healthcare. And then when I was a kid, I kept always passing out from blood. So I knew that I couldn't go too far <laughs> into, into certain areas of healthcare, which, um, unfortunately now I, I love blood and I probably could have gone that route, but it freaked me out for a while. So I was you know, thinking about what is, what is healthcare and how can I get involved in it in some capacity? So in high school, I did a clinical, a year long, like internship study with a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And I loved what we were doing, but um, about halfway through, he said he also did physical therapy. And at the time, I didn't understand how that worked. Um, so he did his, his physical therapy with a couple patients. Mm-hmm. So he would do his manipulations and his, his chiropractic-type techniques, but also do these exercises. Mm-hmm. And after, because I'm there for a whole year, so I got to see people through their process. And those p- patients seemed to really progress well mm-hmm. and end well. And I was like, oh, maybe... Physical therapy is more what I like than the chiropractic side. And so I ended up going the physical therapy route because I knew I could do it with the football opportunity. So it worked out. But hmm. um, my love for the hands-on and the mobilizations and manipulations is still there. So I get to still apply that as well. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. And you can see the yeah. change too. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I think of sports and how any sport you're going to be prone to injury pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Football, definitely big time, but really any other sport. So you, you, I've experienced that. You've probably experienced those injuries too. And you, you don't always think about physical therapy as a tool or as a mechanism to actually help recover. It's just, oh, my body's going to do it myself, or I'll just do whatever my coach says and just get me back on the field. <laughs> so that's my experience of mm-hmm. it, you know. And did you ever go through that when you were playing in your playing days? 100%. I actually never went to a physical therapist while I played a sport because I think that same thing. I uh-huh. just would tough it out or see an mm-hmm. athletic trainer, and I don't think I understood the value. And I really didn't understand it as much until after I graduated because even in PT school, I don't think I fully appreciated what we have to offer. Hmm. And so it's been a really cool experience to see the preventative side, the acute treatment, the um, post, the rehab, the um, just the ways of helping people throughout a continuum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So walk us through your career. So you graduate mm-hmm. out of Shenandoah. Then where do you get a job? So I ended up doing the residency through UVA. Um, it's a orthopedic residency. And I did it here with my mentor, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love his practice style. Um, so I spent about a year and a half here in Winchester doing that. After that, I had about a six-month gap, and I knew I wanted to pursue a fellowship, which is that next level of training. Okay. Uh, and at the time, I think there was about 3,000 therapists in the nation who were fellowship trained. So mm. I knew it was just the next level of, of, of bigger. So I did my strength and conditioning for that six months to try to improve myself in that category of the exercise prescription component. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then I went out to Chicago. I moved there. Uh, had actually just proposed to my girlfriend at the time, now yeah. fiance at the yeah. time. Um, so I ended up moving out there alone. And she, oh, she wow. stayed here, and I did that as a couple More long-distance stuff. Yeah, How long us. were you in Chicago? A year. It was one year. Were you in the suburbs or in the city? I was in the city. So do you guys remember the show ER? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cook County Hospital? Yeah. So I was in a 18-story uh, apartment complex that residents live in. So it's very cheap, very rundown, cockroaches. Not good, but it was cheap. <laughs> and it's right directly across from Cook County Hospital. Yeah, my parents so, were born and raised in Chicago. Oh, really? I was born in the suburbs and, uh, well, I would say diehard Bears fan, but, you know, they... 
Still, I'm a fair weather. I'm still a Bears fan. We'll just say that. They haven't been good in a long time. They have the first pick <laughs> in the drafts. This should that is out. true. That is a good thing. <laughs> Bears fans are long-suffering. I think they just revert back to the Dick Gut era. You know, well, Walter yeah. Payton. The and 85 Bears. Jim McMahon. We yeah. just reminisce constantly. <laughs> well, so the crazy thing is the year I was there is the year the Cubbies won the World Series. 2016, it wasn't was it? 16 to 17. Mm-hmm. And so I got to experience that. So I'm an Orioles fan. I grew up in Baltimore. I love them. Um, but they're now my second favorite team. Just to go through that whole process and, and see it, it was, mm-hmm. it was yeah. awesome. Nice. That Very was, fun. Wrigley Field a is, a, is a bucket list uh, cool. stadium to go to. Yeah. But that true, like, obstructive views, like those cheap tickets, you oh, really can't see That's anything. real. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's real. That, like Fenway, same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting off subject. Yeah. Okay. Hey, no, this is amazing. I'll we'll talk sports all day as well. <laughs> yeah. So you were in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then how did you get back to this yeah, so part I did, of the uh, world? My fellowship was in manual therapy and chronic pain. So I was in inner city Chicago, Blue Line um, area near the West Loop, and I biked everywhere. So mm-hmm. I got to be in the cold and in the wind and just appreciate kind of what Chicago had to offer. But being with that that area, it's the population was a little different. And so this was right when Obamacare had been kind of added in pretty strongly. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of patients. It was a lot of Medicaid and Medicare patients who have not had health care for mm-hmm. many, many years and people who have a lot of different pathologies going on. Mm-hmm. So we get an eval where they had seven different body parts that they were dealing with. So it was very overwhelming, but a great experience to understand that there's not just the athlete who sprained his ankle or right. had surgery on his knee. Like there's people with a lot of things going on and it was, it was wow. a great learning experience. Wow. How do you wrap your head around something like that when you literally are typically expecting, okay, just give me the one thing that I'm supposed to be here for and they've got seven. Yep. How do you, how do you juggle that? So we did a lot of training in that and, and reading a lot of research on chronic pain and how pain is, is not just simply what you feel on your body. Uh, it's a process of the nervous system and the brain. And sometimes when you experience this over and over again, you don't have to actually have a stimulus at the body to cause symptoms. Hmm. Your brain and your nervous system can kind of heighten that. And you kind of always are turned on to pain. So hmm. a lot of it is understanding that, educating them and hmm. taking them through things gradually, getting them comfortable with movement that they wouldn't be comfortable <laughs> with and kind of kind of just expose them to this world that has been fearful for so long. Hmm. It's interesting because, you know, we go from talking about sports, sports injuries, to now just regular people off the street of Chicago with chronic pain. And uh, you wouldn't naturally think a PT is going to be in all of those worlds. So how do you juggle that? I mean, not just from an education standpoint, but do you specialize in something specifically? And over your career, what, what have you gravitated towards? So the reason I wanted to do the fellowship, I mean, it was cool to be a few, a select few in the country and all, but really what I thought about was when I was in my clinic, I could treat, I felt comfortable treating about 80% of my patients. They'd come in, I had a good idea of what's going on. I could think through and be logical enough to, to figure out what's going and how we can help them. But there's those 20% who it's too painful or I couldn't connect well with them and they didn't get better or they went somewhere else or things just didn't happen. Or it was Friday at three in the afternoon and it was that patient like, oh, they're on my schedule today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't want to feel that way. So when I went there, I said, okay, I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to have 80% of those and mm. 20% of of the easier patients. Mm. And it was hard, but it made me realize how to treat the, tr- the more challenging patients. And it was awesome. It, mm. it made me feel like a detective and, mm-hmm. and feel like I'm involved <laughs> with them and that patient experience. So it's it was great. And that's kind of what I 
took on initially when I came back here and try mm. to treat mainly that population. Hmm. You really have to like have a good handle on the human body and anatomy, right? I mean, all the different muscle groups and how it all interrelates. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to ask. I mean, it's got to be more than just being in school to do that. It's hands-on training and experience. So the fellowship, the other kind of experiences have led and guided you to that right now. Do you still have that kind of... Uh, 80% perspective of like how you view your patients even now where you are or are you like free range anybody with a problem showing up <laughs> like I will help you because I've got a full handle on it yeah so I talked to Aaron my mentor and this was during fellowship and I said I feel like every patient's more complicated he said well you are in a different place so it is but he said as you get farther along you're gonna see more than you used to and you're gonna think through more and ask the right questions to get more details so in my head, I think every patient's more challenging than they used to be. Hmm. Some of them I can get to and we can get a lot quicker, but I think I'm, I, I think harder about each person. And so it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. That is a good quality to yeah. have in somebody that's going to be trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, especially if people may, might not even know what their problems are. You know, I mean, you think about just a chronic pain, they might tell you one thing and then you're going to have to assess and evaluate what that looks like. Walk us through kind of a standard patient kind of, I don't know, simulation if you want to go through that. So let me give you first, you talked about a patient who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. I had a patient who was coming in with low back pain. Okay. And normally you'd think, let's look at the low back. But as I asked these questions, so this is in the first five minutes, so I haven't even touched the patient. But I asked, you know, what have they been doing recently? Come to find out they were painting and then they were, so to paint, you have to take stuff down. So they're taking a lot of stuff down from the cabinets. Then they did painting, which involves the lower parts of the wall as well as the upper part of the wall, and then put everything back into the cabinets. Hmm. I was like, okay, this doesn't make total sense why your low back hurts as much, but maybe it's from lifting. I said, okay, let me talk a little bit more. Let me show, show me how you lift your arm above your head. And they can only lift their arm about 120 degrees, so just over their, their basically top of their head. Hmm. And I'm like, how high are your cabinets? And they were showing how high they were. So because they couldn't reach all the way, they were compensating with their low back. So with this patient, hmm. I treated their shoulder three times. Stretched it, worked it, did exercise on their shoulder, zero back pain. Shoulder mm-hmm. impacts the back. Yeah. So yeah. they compensated with their low back, and I just treated the shoulder, and the back pain was gone. So I yeah. could have spent a long time working on their low back. and all. I gave them exercise to do for that too, but right. that wasn't the thing that actually caused their symptoms. It was that limited shoulder motion with an activity that they had to do overhead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that because I've seen you in action recently. My son's been in here with you. You've also helped with some of the soccer teams that I coached in the past. And, you know, working with kids and working with the community, I know for you is really important and vital, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But just how you can treat a patient like that and bring them to more kind of the fullness of health has to be satisfying. You know, I mean, there's there's something about like seeing somebody come in and then seeing them leave and things are getting better. How do you engage with them? Just like that story you said of bedside manner, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's something about like how you can just build relationships with somebody and you're not just seeing them as a patient or as a dollar sign or something like that. So I appreciate that because just from firsthand experience, I've seen that. But how do you really think through those critical questions because i've seen you do it in action with my son just like the story you shared you know asking those pinpointed questions of like what are you doing 
what prompts you to think about those things? Is it the body? Is it like the storytelling of the patient? Is it just your intuition? Like, how do you how do you navigate fishing out the truth? It's a great question. So I think for me, I was telling a student the other day, they, they said I was really smart. And I said, I don't believe that. But, <laughs> but I appreciate that. And I said, well, here's what happened. I, I learned it in PT school. Then I learned it in residency. Then I learned it in fellowship. Then I came back and started teaching again at Shenandoah with your wife, yeah. uh, PT and PA, but continued to learn it. And then I take students and I continue to learn. I'm always doing it. So when you've seen something once and you memorize it, yeah, that's impressive. When you've seen it 10 times, it's not really impressive. It should be expected. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I should know it that mm -hmm. well at this point. So that has helped me a lot, just continually trying to learn. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you get stuck in your career and you just stay stagnant and that's not not something i ever wanted to do yeah we came in here and um mark and i were just talking before you were uh, had come in and uh i didn't realize that there was actually pt for pain management for chronic pain um and mark hadn't even noticed i have a i have an avm in my left arm like this is literally as straight as it goes wow this is your official um yeah, yeah so, pop, pop quiz right yeah. now yeah so and i <clears throat> i had pt done on it probably it's been Oh, almost nine years ago, they were trying to just kind of extend it. But um, are you familiar with AVMs? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's completely, it's all just wow. twisted and turned and stuff. So I've just babied it over the years. And it's my, my family jokes. It's my uh, T-Rex arm. <laughs> it's, it's pretty sad. But, uh, I mean, that's that's what it does. So then my shoulder, like, I'm, I'm sitting here, terrible posture. That for something else. But that's why. But it's just, I never had really even thought about it again because I didn't really notice I had chronic pain because, mm -hmm. yes, it's hurts constantly which is why it's been baby but see that's why we came here to re-envision right away to do the podcast mm -hmm. and do the interview because there's a table right here that there we go Kyle can right and I, it was just like, oh, no. yes <laughs> we were also talking about what i remember having worked on on it about wanted to throw up i mean the pain can be kind of crazy but it's i'm still even though it's painful it's it's fascinating to me. So like even trying to figure out like how these things work. So I mean, somebody like me that would come to you and be like, okay, I have this and it's, it's vascular. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, how do you, how do you overcome like the, yeah. just basically the stigma that PT people are just pain inflictors? That's a good point. So one thing I was taught over the years and, and I try to take this to heart is every patient's different and you have to treat everyone completely different. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm working with a, a 18 year old athlete we're joking around we're talking sports i'm way more casual when i'm talking to someone who's been experienced chronic pain i am make myself smaller i am right there with them i'm trying to understand their story i'm using a lot of analogies uh, i'm explaining how this is not about pain this is about getting you functioning better so the experience is just completely different so my hope is if i see one person another person when they talk about their experience they don't even think we, they went to the same person hmm. that's the goal be a chameleon to treat the patient Correct. the way that they need to be engaged and interacted with mm -hmm. to, to basically help them. I mean, you're there to, to help and provide care uh, as part of the, the medical community here in Winchester. Uh, for I, Again, we want to bring awareness. That's part of why we, we wanted to have you on, just to bring awareness to like what a physical therapist can do, what you guys do here. Um, so just talk us through this specific practice that you're in now. Give us a little bit about the background history and what's led you to this point. Yeah. So I came back after uh, fellowship and I knew I wanted to be back in Winchester. We got married right when I got about three weeks after I finished up. Um, and my wife was a teacher here in, in the community. And so we said, okay, let's, let's work in the area. So I worked at a great clinic. Uh, I loved how they did things. It was a fantastic experience. Um, 
but then I ended up meeting a provider in town who um, who had, had a partner who was looking to try to increase the involvement of physical therapy inside of a gym. And so I, I met this business partner. He's a fantastic guy. His mm -hmm. name is Jeff Skeen. Mm -hmm. And he created what's called Reshape at the time. Mm -hmm. Now it's re-envisioned. We had to do some branding changes. Um, but I loved his model, his idea of, okay, let's put it in there and let's try to get access to physical therapy more efficiently. So we started in Winchester. We built it up a little bit and then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So that kind of slowed everything mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we're up to five clinics. Uh, we are here. We're in Arlington, Virginia. We're in Maryland. We're down in Florida. So we're expanding into great. other other areas has been great uh what we try to do is one-on-one -on -one care because you're right if you have a lot going on as a provider you can't always focus on your patients mm -hmm. you sometimes you go to providers where they're in for two three minutes and they're out next yeah. door because it's just too busy yeah so what we're trying to do is give that quality attention that focus and then we might sacrifice a little bit of income but our goal is to give that great experience so that patients want to come back and, mm -hmm. and we're successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I know that you're connected with the community. Um, like I said, I've seen you out and out and about outside of the office helping people out and helping sports teams, but also you're still involved with Shenandoah University. Give us a little bit about kind of that involvement now. I mean, Mr. Board of Trustees uh, member there. I was very blessed to be asked to join the Board of Trustees, which has been a great experience. Prior to that, I was on the alumni board of directors, mm -hmm. so I started there pretty much after I graduated, and I think I'm in year eight, and next year I, I'm applying to, to become the president, so hopefully I'll have a, a little bit of rain in that in that role to kind of help improve that alumni connection. <laughs> oh, and that's exciting. Yeah, very excited. So I do a lot at Shenandoah. Um, I, I was doing a lot, especially pre-COVID, um, in the community trying to do uh, volunteering. I'm, I'm now on the board for Literacy Volunteers, hmm. which has been a great experience to kind of hmm. see how they are working in the community to help improve that. Personally, on the healthcare side, having a patient who can't read the intake form makes it tough. Mm -hmm. So can we provide those resources that get someone going? Yeah. Um, the Dolly Parton program that we, we did this year, they really got the news out more, and there's so many young uh, students, even pre-students, they're, they're young kids getting books so that they can start to learn to read and, and grow in that awesome. department. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I work at the um, the free medical clinic as well, which has been a great experience. We provide physical therapy services and probably not quite downtown Chicago, but not quite not quite the same, but <laughs> similar. It's still downtown Winchester, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but same kind of same 100%. similar kind of patients with 100%. just who've never seen a provider coming in and saying, "I don't know what's going on with me, but I got X, Y, and Z pain, pain, pain." Solve my problems like right now. And, and you only see them once. You might not see them for three months. So you mm. got to really be creative of what you're providing and how you can give something for long term. Hmm. Yeah. Well, give us a quick little plug. Tell us more about like how to get in contact with you. What around for all of our listeners here in the community, just what should they think about if, if they're like, I have this little issue. Who should I call? Why should they contact you guys here? So I, I really think physical therapy is a great profession. There are some not so good PTs. There are some really good PTs, but as a whole, it's holistic. It's risk benefit. It's it's pretty good uh, benefits with very little risk involved of the of the profession. At Reenvision, we do one on one care, uh, so we see just you, and we're in there at one one on one at a time. Um, we're, we're fairly open. We have about four PTs now. Uh, we're continuing to try to grow and just be creative of how we can get patients in the door. We treat headaches and jaw. We do dry needling. We treat concussions, uh, acute injuries, chronic injuries. Uh, we try to treat every patient and challenge ourselves through that process and work with them because we know that it's about patient-centered experiences and patient-centered care, so that is our, our big focus. 
uh, as far as coming in, uh, you can have a referral, which is awesome. But also in the state of Virginia, you can see direct access, meaning you don't need a referral for physical therapy. Hmm. You can come in for 60 days uh, without that referral. We can work on you. If we're helping you, great. Mm-hmm. If we're not, we'll point you in the right direction. Hmm. Well, and that's huge. Yeah. And how does that work with insurance, typically? Uh, the, pretty much all insurance takes that because it's there's some funky ones that need pre-authorizations, mm-hmm. but most of them um, are, are usually pretty good with that. We, we will usually know that once we once you get you called. Gotcha. Yeah. So how do they contact you? So we're uh, we're on West Jubal early. Yep. Um, we're in the the big large large building, a 480, and our number is 833-493-4325, and you'll click op- option two. Um, because we do have multiple locations, so it's our kind of central line. Uh, it all comes to Winchester, mm-hmm. but then we, we talk to you from there. And then as far as m- myself, you could uh, email me. It's Kyle Feldman, DPT, uh, at gmail.com. Beautiful. Kyle, you're amazing. Thanks know. so much for... One day I want to be like you. Letting us pick your brain. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just having you on here, because I do know you care about the community. And so Very just much. being passionate about that. And, uh, and supporting the people around us and you providing care to people who need help. It's great. So thanks so much, Kyle. Thank you. Appreciate it. Wow. Well, thanks, Kyle. And Megan, I know you got a chance to share a little bit about your, your pop quiz-like kind right. of uh, predicament. How- how him. would you handle this? Yes, how would you handle this? Well, and what was really cool is, of course, we you know we talked about a lot of different things with Kyle and um, his different experiences. And something that I really got out of just listening to him was how much he cares about the patients individually. Yeah. It's not, and yep. he even said it. You know, sometimes it's not about the money; it's about you know taking care of your patient. And I know that's kind of how we do business as yep. real estate agents with our clients. So it was nice to see somebody else um, kind of have that same sort of perspective and attitude. And then even afterwards, so off, off, uh, off, Mike. I suppose we would say. Um, he shared something with me that I could do, even took me into another room and tried this mirror exercise yep. with me, which was really, really cool to work on kind of mental aspects. So, yep. um, go to our social media pages. You'll see those pictures there of <laughs> Kyle working with Megan in the mirror. So you'll be excited to kind of see what that looks like of Kyle in action in his, uh, in his physical therapy room. Mm-hmm. And it's not a torture chamber. It's okay. Well, and I would never have yeah. thought about doing physical therapy again, but after having the conversation with him, um, you know, I've... I was an athlete, and so I've had those injuries. And so you don't just need to see a physical therapist because you got injured in a sport. It's truly for anybody. Right. It, I mean, even the, some of the stories that he told us about, you know, the back pain from, yep. you know, painting and, you know, putting things away. And it's, you know, sometimes it's not what you think it is that's causing the pain. So right. I highly recommend to anybody that's looking um, to kind of better yourself. If you've got some sort of a pain that you don't know where it's coming from, Um Give them a call. Have yeah. Kyle, you know. And that's why we're that's why we exist for iconic talk is to just inform you, the listening audience, of like what you have at your disposal here in Winchester. Right. And again, it's not that physical therapists don't exist other places, but here's somebody local who homegrown from Shenandoah University, who is giving back to the community, right. part of the board of trustees and just doing numerous things. The free medical clinic right. and all all these opportunities of where he is providing services for people. And maybe you need that help. Right. I don't know. You never know. I, and I, I, I just, I love how this um, podcast has been able to kind of just show 
the people in our community we talked about a little bit last week too that are they love the community yeah. whether they grew up here or whether they came here for school and chose to stay here and um, giving back to the community right. I mean you can you can come here and you can do your job and you can go home at the end of the day but it's just something special when you care enough about your what you do and about the community that you live in to give away you know your free time yeah. Yeah. to help still you know yeah. help out the community and we're going to continue to bring in key players in town mm -hmm. you know that's that's part of the conversations for this upcoming year it's our big goal well talking about town um what are the local things going on that we can continue to promote well i'm excited about this one because we did talk about this um two weeks ago on the podcast uh it is this is the week this of, is the week uh, restaurant week yep. the fred co eats restaurant week um it is from um it was from monday and through sunday the 5th so there's a mix of multi-course menus meal deals promotional discounts um, different participating frederick county eateries so go to fredcoeats.com yep. um, to get more information there um, there's also a 10th annual chocolate escape. There's $5 chocolatey treats. This is Saturday on the 4th from 2 to 5 in Old Town, Winchester. And there's going to be 23 different participants. So follow the red balloons. Yeah. Not sure what that means, but maybe I need to go do that this uh, Saturday. So there you go. I'll take on the chocolate. You took on the, Perfect. the, the talent show for... Um, the pageant. The, the yes, pageant, that's absolutely. right. Yeah. So also, locally, we've got some sporting events. February 4th at 2 p.m., you can come watch the women's basketball at Shenandoah University as the Lady Hornets take on the Bridgewater College at mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got a couple of things that are going to be going on with Shenandoah Music Theater. There is the Reflections on the 3rd through the 5th. That's at the... Um, Ormstrom Bryant. OBT. I will the, be there. So Tyson, my son, is in that one. Oh, is so he? So you will want to go see it. I've seen some previews on um, his videos that he's taking during rehearsals, and it's impressive. It's really cool. Because, so yeah. Yeah. That'll be cool. There's performances celebrating hip hop, modern, and contemporary and ballet style dances. Yep. And then we've also got um, Beyond Race. It's the uh, African American Art Songs and Spirituals. That's going to be on the 5th at 7.30 at Armstrong Concert Hall. So they'll yep. be guests exploring collaborative relationships between the pianist and vocalist while powerfully tracing the development of African-American art songs and spirituals. Yes. Again, Shenandoah is amazing for mm -hmm. the diversity of all kinds of just arts that is going on. So take your pick. Yep. Or, or all sports. Kind, all or kinds sports. of good things. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We've hoped you learned something from today's episode. Look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you are looking for a real estate professional, make sure they are experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us, and we'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Thanks so much for our editor extraordinaire, Simeon Battaglia, for doing all the behind-the-scenes work for us. And until next time, think iconic. Iconic.